What's happening, everybody? We're back again, and this time Ben and I are covering another 2001 film, but this one is a Japanese one called Drive My Car. Ben? Again, this is a movie that was told to us by one of our listeners. It was suggested, so we threw it into the mix. We have a lot of stuff that we have to review from you people for sending us the, their, your suggestions. So don't think we don't listen. We do go off on our own because we do have our own agenda also, but we do have your stuff ready and about to be done we just, you guys get us time. <laughs> yeah, we're only two people. We can only watch so many movies a week. But let's get into Drive My Car. So uh, we had just covered uh, Celine Sakama's Petite Maman, which was an hour and 12 minutes. And this movie is three hours long. Yes. This movie is, I will say, mesmerizing in parts and very atmospheric, but I get it a little tedious in parts. A lot of scenes of driving the car, which I understand it's in the name, but. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Like it, three hours, I felt that it w- did not need to be three hours long. I really did. I the movie's good, and there was a lot of things in it that like make you think. There's a lot of metaphoric phrases in it that we'll get into. But the three hour part, just I was sitting there going, okay. I got up and got coffee, came back, sat back down, and I didn't felt I missed a beat of the movie. <laughs> so, so I just like to say that. I mean, I'm telling you, it is a good, 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 good movie. But for me, three hours was just really long to sit through. I find three-hour movies to be long as well. Just a sidebar, I did go see Oppenheimer in the theater. That movie is three hours long, and I felt the same exact way. I was like, why am I seeing all these shots of people riding horses? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I think there's a time and a place for a long movie, and if you're filling it with things that are meaningful, not saying that this movie had a lot of frivolous moments, but I do think that it could have been... It could have been whittled down just a little bit. So this movie is based on a short story, which also shocked me because it was three hours long. But I have not read the story. Have you been? No, no, I didn't know it was a short story until you just told me. So I'm like, oh, "Oh, really? I'm like, like, how? How? (laughs) One thing that I think is very interesting in this movie and one thing that was a very conscious choice by the director was that was that they don't drop the title card until 40 minutes in and yeah. i was like that's a power move like what all this was just exposition <laughs> yeah it was so it was really confusing for me because uh my my te- my television is is broken right now and it's doing the like tells you everything people are doing so like it actually instead of just coming up on the screen it actually was like and the director is and i'm like oh what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> that would drive me legitimately insane yeah. i would be like no i i can read no, so the movie is very good. It follows a screenwriter and actor living in Tokyo, or yeah, Tokyo. And he goes to Hiroshima sometimes to do like panels and to put on a play. He is doing a play of Uncle Vanya written by Anton Chekhov. So the, I will say starting off like it is a Japanese movie and one of the main points of it is a Russian play. So it is bleak. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a bleak film. So if you're looking for any hope in this movie, there's some at the end, but it is it is barely there. Um, so so it follows this playwright or this um actor and his screenwriter wife, and they work together. She's a screenwriter. He's an actor, and. Obviously, in the beginning of the movie, she is alive. He's a- attached to his red car. They It looks like they have a good relationship. They do this thing where they will have sex in after or during. She will tell him stories. And she kind of won't remember them at the end. And she'll ask him about it and be like, oh, what did you think? What did you think? And then he tells them back to her. We'll get more into that later because that plays a bigger part later. And one day he leaves and to go to Hiroshima but his flight gets canceled so he comes back home and when he comes back home he sees her 
obviously having an affair, but he doesn't say anything and he leaves. And then he comes back from his trip and everything is fine. And then he has to go out for like a meeting one day. But instead we find out that he just ends up driving around and she's like, hey, when you get back, we should talk. And when he gets back, she has suffered a brain hemorrhage and has died. Yes. Yep. And then the movie picks up two years after that. Yes. The person she's having an affair with is the lead actor of her newest play. Right. Who plays this. He plays into this uh, movie a lot. Uh, you'll find out later on why. Yeah, it was it was really like the part when she had the brain aneurysm and died. I wasn't expecting that. I also, so I was not expecting that. And I knew that she was going to die because you read it in the description. It's not a secret that she's dead. So I thought it was going to happen like in a car accident. Like I kept waiting. And then the car accident happened when he was just, it was just him. And it finds out that, and you find out that he has glaucoma and is going to go blind if he doesn't use these eye drops. And this is devastating to him because he loves driving. Yes. So then we see some scenes where they're driving together. And then, of course, after she dies, he does drive himself. And then he gets a two-month residency uh, as directing this play in Hiroshima for a festival. And what I thought was really cool about this play was that it was a multilingual play. Like, it wasn't just in Japanese. They had it in Japanese, Korean. Um, some people spoke English. There was a Korean sign language. Filipino. Filipino. Like, I thought that, so I thought that that aspect of it was actually very cool. And I liked how they had all the different languages, like, on the screen behind them. And kind of showing how, like, even stories are universal, even though language is not. Yes. Like, we have all these language barriers, but we can still tell the same stories and have it be important and, like, matter. So I thought that was really cool. I really, really appreciated that. So as he's casting this play, the actor that was having an affair with his wife comes in and auditions. And you can see he's kind of distraught by this. But he also um, gives him the lead role as Uncle Vanya. And the guy's like confused. He's like, Uncle Vanya should be old. Why aren't you playing this? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I will do, we'll age you up with old age makeup. Like, you can do this, you can do this. So I thought that was really interesting because you kind of get the idea that he has this, like, sort of, like, not ill will, but he has some, like, reservations about him. He has some aggression. You can see it during his audition. He kind of cuts the audition short, um, even though he's doing a great job. And I thought that that, and then you kind of see that dissipate as the, they start to understand a little bit about each other. I thought he cut the scene short because he was trying to kiss the girl. And I thought it reflected on his wife, like his memory of the only yeah, that he so, so he was like, that's enough. Yeah. You know, I think that's what he wanted to say when he went in the house, but he didn't. He just decided to leave. So when he saw him doing that to that girl, he wanted to step in and be like, I, no, I'm done. And like, I thought that's why he did that. Yeah. Agree. So then they're, they're going through the play and as a, as a stipulation of, of his, he has some requests. He likes to live an hour away so he can rehearse lines in the car. And how he does that is it is through a tape. And the tape has every part but Vanya's because he would read Vanya's lines. And so, but a stipulation of the festival is that talent cannot drive themselves because they had a car accident a while ago. And they're like, we're trying to avoid that. So to avoid that, he has a driver and she is a great driver. <laughs> and And their relationship, I think, was very sweet, especially there's a conversation in the car. And I feel like they've really bond. Well, we'll get into that because I I don't want to jump ahead because this movie is three hours long. So we got a lot to say. But 
so now he has this female car driver and initially they don't speak much he's worried about her he wants her to stay in the car but she smokes but sometimes he smokes and she's like i don't want to smoke in your car i know how much it means to you but then they start to form a bond and then the young actor who had an affair with his wife comes to him he's like let's get a drink let's talk and you can see that he's still very much in love with odo the ex-wife and you can tell that this is sort of weighing on our main actor our main character and he kind of cuts him off and he's like, you know, you may have loved her like unrequitedly and you may have had all these like feelings for her. But like it wasn't it wasn't what you think it was. And I think later we kind of find out that it was a little bit more on both their ends. And then we see the young actor have a lot of anger issues when people are taking his photo. And this comes again into play later. And the guy's like, oh, you know, you should just like control yourself. Like it's not that deep. Like you're a famous actor. People are going to take your picture. And I thought his anger, what felt very, I know why they had it in there, but it felt very out of left field for me. Like I understand not being able to control your emotions, but everything else about him was very soft-spoken and timid for him to get these like random outbursts i mean i guess that's how like anger management and aggression goes but what did you think thought that it played into the fact that comes later on on the television when they say why he lost his acting roles in television and theater because he was caught messing with a minor oh Uh, yeah true so i thought that like being the taking picture of and everything like that was his way like when he saw that he was like you know it's just more people trying to like throw get me out me. in the dirt and like get out, got out to get me and i just want to live my life i want to do my thing because he says to the lead in this he goes you know i want to change i want to yeah. i want my life to be different and you know i want to be accepted for who i am and i think that whenever you see these people taking the picture it he's was, like reminded yeah it was like a refresher of the fact that he messed up big time and yeah, and I mean, and he continues to mess up and yeah. we will get to that later because I will say, Ben, that felt like it did come out of left field to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the play is progressing. Two of the actors end up sleeping together. The young one, of course, and this infuriates our main character because he's like, you guys don't even speak the same language. Like, stop dicking around, basically. Right. And one thing about our main character's relationship with his wife, Odo, is that they did have a four-year-old daughter who died of pneumonia. So that kind of fractured their relationship and they, are, they were unable to move past it. Truly. And they kind of got disconnected from themselves for a long time. And I I do think the conversation in the car between him, between the two actors, when they're when they're driving back that one night and they're telling about the story. I thought that was really important. And I want to get some of your opinions on it um, when we get to that scene. But you you can there is a lot of callbacks. This movie is incredibly well written. It deals heavy in metaphors. You see when he's acting as Uncle Vanya right immediately after his wife's death and he's talking about infidelity and you can see him break down. He actually runs off stage and the other actors don't know what to do. And later he's like, you know, when you work with Chekhov's work, it pulls a lot out of you and it, and it really makes you confront things about yourself. And I think at the end, and I'll get back to this point later, but I think at the end that really comes into play between him and Suya or Yunsu when they are talk when they um, have their final scene together in the play now uh, Yunsu is Mew Korean actress and so she signs for the whole thing which I thought was beautiful by the way and I thought her final performance was really incredible any any performance she gave was truly incredible especially when you're just working with like as a stage play that is all based around dialogue and she was able to shine and emote through sign language I think was incredible and I loved I I can't get I can't get past the multi 
the multilingual play. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I want to like go see one. Right. I I thought it was interesting is the fact that I just learned that like Japanese sign language isn't the same as American sign language. American sign language isn't the same as yeah. Uh, it's all different. It's, it's like you know it's it's a, it's a language. language. Yeah. So it's like every every country has their own version of sign language. So like I thought that was kind of cool because we all you know I don't speak Japanese. You know Japanese. A lot of people don't Japanese don't speak American. So like. Japanese sign language it don't speak the same as German sign. I I just thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting, and I it, this movie does a lot with language that I thought was very cool, and I really appreciated it. So let's get so the play. So let's get into the relationship between what I would consider the two main. Well, I would consider only our main actor the main character, and then let's get into his car his dr- car driver. Right. Yes. Yes. She is a young girl. We find out that she is uh, 23 years old and all she does is drive and she has no life outside of driving, it seems like. She fled her home. Her mother is dead. She has a scar on her face. Um, I did. I, I want to talk about that scene later too, um, but she does have a scar on her face and that is pretty prominent and she kind of keeps it with her. And I, I want to get your opinion on something too. I have a lot of thoughts. Sorry, I should have organized them a little bit no, better before I started, but... So uh, let's get into their relationship because I do think they have a really lovely relationship because you can see as they start to open up more and more to each other that he kind of starts feeling protective of her and kind of I would view view her he views her as like a surrogate daughter of his. Yeah. Well, he says it in the car. Yeah. He's like, oh, talking. my if you, daughter. If you were my daughter, I would do this. Yeah. But you're not. You know. So, so I, I thought I could relate to that. And also, he's like the first person. He actually trusts. Mm-hmm. It's like he, his wife is someone he trusted, but then she broke that trust. And he says it in a, a scene. He goes, he goes, she was someone I trusted, and someone, and then she broke that. And um, so he didn't really have anybody that was trustworthy what, yeah. for him or anything like that. And then she comes into his life, and he doesn't want to trust her with the car at all. He's like, I, I drive the car. No one drives the car. She's like, just give me a shot. And he's like, okay. And then. I felt that opened the door for him to like start learning to trust her and like let her into his life and, uh, you know, see some of the stuff that he goes through. Exactly. And I think having that trust and that like openness we see at the end. So obviously, so let's get into the young actor before we get into the end of the film. And then we'll we'll circle back and talk about some of the more um, intricate details of the movie. So. It turns out that there's a moment after they all go out to a bar that someone takes a f- another another random person takes a photo of this young actor and he we actually see him chase him off screen and then come back and we don't know what happens. And then while they're after um, what I thought was really interesting is him and our main character have a great conversation at a bar and he goes, you know, being not being in control of yourself in real life is a problem but by doing it on a play that's how you're able to get all these emotions and become all these other people and for that I'm jealous of you because I wish I had that and then you see the young actor take that and sort of uh, add it to his acting and then he he does this great performance of Uncle Vanya in a dress rehearsal and that scene ends by the police the Hiroshima police coming and arresting him for murder because the man that we saw him chase off screen, he actually beat to death. Yeah. And what I thought was weird about that scene is like, like the psychopathic part of it was the fact that when he came back to the car, he wasn't like, he wasn't, he, he was, was unfazed. Was like, like nothing. He was like, okay, we can go now. Yeah. And, um, you know, that kind of 
hit me like, well, this dude, is, you know, once you find out what happened, you're like, well, this dude's kind of a psycho. Psycho. And I also thought it was a psycho when they were like, did you do this? And he was just like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. didn't even like try to do anything. He was like, yep, I beat that man. Like, yep, he's dead. Like, take me into custody. Can I change? I know. He said, I saw it on the news. Yeah. Okay, if that was me and I saw that shit on the news, running. I'd be gone. I'd be running. I'd be, I'd be in Canada. I'd be like, oh, just. Goodbye. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'd also, tr- I think, like, so yes, like, it is very, like, he was, had no remorse, I don't believe. No. But at the same time, like, he also, like, was very transparent and, like, owned up to his crime, which I thought, like, you wouldn't see that a lot in an American film. Right. So I did, I did appreciate that, like, idea of, like, honor. Right. Well, he didn't, he, he owned up to sleeping with the wife. He, and he yeah, that's he wasn't true. Afraid, he wasn't afraid. He was like, yep. I yeah, I it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. he's like, you know, and, um. I was like, oh boy. I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, I thought one part of that when he's talking about the story of what she, the story she told about the young girl, well, the older woman that snuck into the boy's room and was sleeping with the boy. And the husband goes, I heard that story, but she never finished oh, it. Oh, the schoolgirl story. Yeah. And he goes, she finished it. So to me, okay, let me, so since we're bringing this scene up now, so does that mean to you, because in my mind, that means that she slept with him after the husband left that day. So actually the young actor was the last one to see her alive and not the husband. Yes. Okay. Then we're on the same page because I yeah. believe that as well. Yes. And um, I think that she had sex with him and that's how she got that brain aneurysm. Um, yeah. Because yeah. obviously like something was going on with her yeah i think she had sex with the, the guy and i think what she was going to tell the husband when he got back was that she, she was having sex with him yeah i know she was going to leave him i think she was going to leave him yeah. because the husband tells the young actor he goes you know you think you're special but she does this with all her leads she starts a new drama she has a new lead they sleep together during the production of the show it ends she gets a new drama she gets a new lead and like kind of like and you can see that this hurts the young actor yeah but i think I think she was going to leave him. Yeah, her finishing the story was my version of her wanting to leave the husband. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she finished the story. She couldn't finish it with the husband. She finished it with this young boy. Yeah. So, but I also got the part when she says, I killed him. She like, when she says the burglar broke in and she stabbed him to death, stabbed him to death. And um, like, I think the stabs were all the time she cheated on the husband. And I think looking in the mirror saying I killed him was her saying, I, kill, I killed my husband. I'm leaving him. It's, it, I, I don't care. I agree with that, but I also viewed the husband as the boy's house that she was breaking into because she said that even after she bur- she killed this intruder, the yeah. after this young schoolgirl kills this intruder, um, she's she's waiting on edge for the boy the boy's room that happened in to come and approach her and be like, hey, I know this was you, like I know this, I know that, and since he never did, she never she never got that. But I thought that was the, her wanting the young boy to go to her and say, I love you. I think I think she's looking for love. Yeah. I think like her saying that the young boy never came to her and told her that he knew was her, the young boy coming to her saying he knew he loved her. Okay. So I took that as it was the husband who never confronted her about the crimes that she committed. It even, could be either way. It could either No, way, it could way. be either way. It's a, it's a very metaphoric story. Like the part with the husband losing the eyesight and having to take drops, it was the husband having a blind eye to the stuff to the stuff that was going on with wife i totally and then there's a scene so and i like too when he asks her he goes oh is this story about your first love and she goes no of course not 
but it obviously was about like a love that she had going on um, right now. And there's a point where she talks about how the young girl is kind of remembering a past life of hers where she's a lamprey, which is a type of fish and how she's clinging onto this rock and can't let go because the rock and the, the lamprey are feeding off each other. And that is kind of like her and the husband win. Because we find out that after the death of their daughter, they were very disconnected. Yep. And then as a way to find themselves back is that they would have sex and she would tell and go into these like kind of like dazes, yeah. essentially, and tell him these stories. And then he would just tell them back to her and then she would write them down. And this restarted her career. This restarted them having sex. This restarted like some, int some intimacy within them, obviously with the caveat that she was sleeping with. A bunch of other people <laughs> yeah i think the whole thing with the lamprey is uh it's two symbiotic creatures and they need each other to survive and when she talks about it, she was i'm on this rock and I'm, I'm clinging to this rock do i wither away do i die does anybody remember or do i go and find another fish to to, to latch on to and then the next morning she's drinking tea and the husband's looking at pictures of lamprey and i think it dawns on him like what, what? she's saying and he doesn't want to accept it because she comes up and she goes what did I tell you last night? And he's like, nothing. Yeah, he's like, I don't remember. Yeah, and she's like, oh, it must not have been important. But I think she knew what that she he, told him. Yeah. And by him saying no, that's when she's like, I want to talk to you later. I think that's when she was going to be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And I think too, okay, so yeah, and I totally agree with that. And then I think, and okay, so from there, let's talk about his driver. Yeah. So... Obviously, everyone in this story has a lot going on. Yeah. And we find out that the driver got so good at driving because she had an abusive mom who would kick her seat if she drove and the mom couldn't sleep. So she learned how to like navigate roads very well. She became a very good driver and this was all she knew. But she fled her home because there were, it was her house was on a hill and there was a landslide and the landslide took her home out. And in the process, she was able to escape by and got, getting a scar on her cheek and after she escaped she was unable to save her mother and when we first tell the story it's like she's like oh i couldn't save my mom and then when we revisit the story when she revisits it it goes i chose not to save my mom yeah and how it weighed on her and how she felt responsible for her mom's death and i think um, at the end, we see a scene where she is in the car by herself. Now the pandemic has happened. She is wearing a mask. And when she takes the mask off, instead of that scar being very prominent, it is much more faded. And to me, that's her like finally accepting what she's done and moving forward from that. Just be, and that's, and I think too, our main character is able to move forward from everything that he held on to, even though we don't see him, we see her driving his car still. So we see that he had gifted this, his most prized possession to her. Yeah, I think he, he let go. Yeah, he let go. He had to let go. Yeah. And I think the biggest, the biggest part of him letting go happens. So the play, so obviously the young actor gets arrested for murder. So he is out. And the people go, there are two options that we can do. We can cancel the play or you can be the lead. And he goes, I need some time to think about this. And obviously he ends up becoming the lead. But while he's being the lead versus from when he was Vanya in the in, earlier in the movie, he is very disimpassioned. He is not really putting it in. It feels like he's kind of just reading the lines. And actually, Yunsu, who is the one I, who I believe saves the scene. And they have this and she, and she does this very beautiful monologue um, about like, the birds and letting go and all this. And I think he sees that this is not the life that he wants anymore. And he's going to let go from all this like theater and acting and writing to sort of move on because I think he was sort of living in this like capsule with his wife because it was her voice that was actually on the recording 
that was reading all the lines that he was listening to. So he would just listen to her voice every day for two years, reading these lines back and forth. So it's not like, it's like he was in a cocoon. Yeah, 100%. I thought also when she does her lines, like she does her lines on herself, like um, things where she has to touch her body, like, you know, to say a certain thing. And when she does the scene with him, she doesn't do that. She goes over to him and she does the, like, the, the, the sign language on him. Like as a representative, as you need to do these things. Yeah. You need to let go. You need to build a strong. And I think that's why when he reaches up and he grabs her arm and the look on his face is like he's come to peace. Yes. Cause, because like he says, when you're performing Chekhov, you always pull something from, from it and you'll always pull what you need. And I think that's what he needed. Yes. So I, I loved it. Um, I have not read Uncle Vanya. This kind of made me want to. It seemed bleak as hell, but I was like, well, when, if I'm ever I'm feeling the despair, I will watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny, too, because it was about an older man in love with the younger woman. And in, in this thing, it was a older woman, woman with a younger man. So it's like the, the role rehearsal. Exactly. But I, I also love how it shows, like, the fickleness of actors because we see the two young actors like sleeping together and like it's like oh it's just like whoever's in close proximity like we see that with her and the affairs that she has with her young male leads and then we see this with the young actor so i thought that was really interesting because it kind of shows that like i mean we think i when i view celebrity and i view actors you i view them as like they're good people they are people i don't know everything about them like i i can't possibly they are basically made up people to me but I feel like it shows how like self-serving they can be and I think um between her and the young actor and even our main character there was a lot of self-serving going on until I think in the final when we see this like moment where she's driving his car so we know that he was able to let go and we see that her scar is fading and she's able to let go and we see, kind of see this dissipation of that self-servingness and kind of seeing that care for like just even like forgiving yourself and moving forward and I think that was her story and I think his story was more forgiving of his wife but obviously he did yeah it kind of reminded me a little bit of the movie we watched a while back the bubble mm -hmm. it was behind the scenes looking at the actors when they were filming that movie and how like you know the like the way they acted towards each other, the way they like the conceit, the the bitterness, the bickering, and all this. This was not like that type of thing, but it was also showed like the intricate part of the relationship between the husband, the wife, the boyfriend, the stage hand, the stage crew. Like it showed all that like intricate like camaraderie that they have, and like how even though he knew he cheated on his wife, the show must go on. The show must go on. And I think that is such a big, that's such a big thing. No matter what the show will go on. And we see that, we see that they're like, well, we're not canceling the show. They give them the option, but it was kind of like a non option. They're like, we're, yeah. we're not canceling the show, yeah. but I thought it was really good. I liked, there was one scene where they're at dinner with one of the, I would call him like on the board of this festival. And we actually finds out that his wife is Yunsa and that's why he learned sign language to communicate with her. And he didn't want there to be any like judgment or any cloudiness of it. So he didn't reveal right away that they were married. But I like how he's talking and they have this conversation where he's talking about like, I was conflicted because I had all this love for her, but I would be taking away from her family, from people that could speak her language. I was taking her away from all these things. And I felt guilty about that. But then obviously our love was strong enough and I took her and she came with me. So Right. And like at the end of the movie when she's driving away, did she steal the dog? 
Okay, did she steal the dog or was it gifted to her? Again, I I don't know. I can't imagine her stealing the dog because there was nothing about her that felt that felt like a thief or that felt like she would do that. No, but it did. It doesn't say that she was gifted the. I mean, she was gifted the car. Well, we're assuming that she was gifted the car because we see her driving it and we know how important the car was. Right. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, we do see her bond with the dog more than she's bonding with the people at the table during that dinner scene. Yes. Yeah, there's a definite disconnect from her and humans. Yeah, but I think, it, too, it's because she was she grew up by herself and, Abused. like, and her abusive mom and all she... I mean, she says it when they go to the trash plant and, and she's like, oh, I like watching all this trash fall because, like, it makes... It reminds me of snow and I used to drive garbage trucks because it was all I could do and... I don't know. I, I liked I liked that. Yeah, I thought I liked it too. Like I said, there's a lot of metaphors in this. It was really a good movie. I really wish it wasn't three hours long. Oh my I god, really it was do. long. But um, it was a great movie. If you get a chance to watch it, I would watch it. What I was upset about was like usually like in movies that are three hours, four hours long, there's a break and intermission, so like you can get up and go do something. This one didn't have that. It goes straight through. So like I just got up and did my own thing because I I didn't feel I was gonna miss that much of the movie, and I really didn't. So you can walk away for a few minutes and come back and pick this up. And yeah, there are a lot of long shots in it. But again, this is like like we've talked in the past. This movie is very based in atmosphere and in tone and kind of creating this like very despondent, bleak sort of, I don't know, like, I don't know, atmosphere. Like everyone is depressed. Everyone is unhappy. Everyone is trying to figure out like their next steps and everyone's trying to make this play work. Like the only happy people in the play felt like Yoon Sun and her husband. Yes. Because they loved each other and they understood each other. Like, yeah, he had to learn Korean sign language, but he didn't care. Yeah. But he had a compromise like to, to be with her. Like he had, a, he's like, I had, a, I had to learn sign language. I had a, so he was willing to give up to be with her. So right. I don't think that was giving up. I think she had to give up to be with him. Right. They both gave up for like things yeah, to each like, other. Yeah. But it, the other couples none did, of not. did that. That's, that's because they're self-serving. Right. And that's why they were, they were the only two happy people out of this because they understood that you have to give to get. And these people just wanted to get. And take. Yeah. And take. It was a lot of, it was a lot about taking. Yes. But yeah, I thought I would highly recommend the movie if you like kind of bleak shit. Very long, but very good. Very well done. Um, incredibly well done. The script is great. I love. I do love movies like this because I love multiple meanings in film, and I think that this really touched a lot on that. But it is. It is long. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's subtitles. So like, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta accept subtitles. I mean. I mean, you could probably like dub it. Don't dub it. it. But but I, like I was like we all we've been saying, don't do that because it takes away from the movie. I mean, you're gonna like it if you watch it. Like I said, it is an investment of time, but it's worth it at the end. It is worth it. And I what and what makes it so cool, especially if you watch it in the original Japanese, is that they also have like the Korean in it. And yes. like I think I can't get over the idea of a multilingual play and I have to find one to go to because to me that was like one of the best parts of the movie. Like I wanna see this. Yeah. Like I've been recently like watching different things about uh, plays. My wife has been watching. She went, She likes to go to plays and she saw Six and she saw um, Dear Evan Hansen. So, like, I've been watching these parts of the movies, like the shows, like the musicals, and, like, I'm, like, enthralled now and I want to go see them because they look awesome. So I, I kind of, watching this, I was like, oh, I have to see something like this. Oh, I have to. I have to see something like this. I love plays. I love performance art. Um, so I'm, obviously, that goes hand in hand with film. So I'm, 
I've been a big fan, but I've never been to a multilingual play and I would love to go to one. Um, I would say the most, it wasn't even multilingual. I saw the opera uh, La Boheme and it was all, it's all in Italian, but luckily our seats had little translators in front of them. So like I understood what was being said and I thought that was like so cool. Cause I was like, if I didn't, I know the, I know the story, but I, I would, you would miss all the little intricacies, which is why you have to watch things in their original language with subtitles because there are so many intricacies. Yes. hundred percent agree. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please watch this movie. I was able to watch this on HBO Max. I believe it, it, it will be there for a while. Please enjoy it. Respond back with your thoughts if we missed anything or if you felt like it wasn't too long and it was the perfect amount of time. I'd love to hear it. Ben? I agree. And if you see anything in the movie that you're like, oh, wait, you missed this like little nuance that was very important. We want to know. We, we want to know. know. We're, we- not, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And it was, and Ben even admitted to walking away during the film. (laughs) So we know he probably missed something. Yeah, I'm sure I missed something. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we can't do this without you. We have some fun ones coming up on the horizon. So, yeah, so check us next time on What's Happening.